Hi, this is Rebecca. And this is Tim, and you're listening to another episode of the Good Words Podcast. Yes, and this week we have um, all kinds of exciting things to talk about. I um, started volunteering at a school, and Tim has had a lot of exciting things happening at work, Um, but we're going to mainly focus on our latest um, trip to Pokhara and the hiking trek that happened there, because that will probably have more than enough for one episode. Um, but before we begin, I see your mouth opening, yes. <laughs> and I just want to interrupt okay. that. <laughs> mm-hmm. <Okay>. Be quiet. <laughs> Sorry, that was not very loving. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Um, but... Okay, we're sitting at this desk, and I'm seeing a photo of our wedding mm-hmm. that we took along with us. So we've, um, it was one that made it through the fire, and so we've brought it to every location since then. And um, it's sitting at our desk, and Simon has oftentimes asked me where he's at in the photo, <laughs> you know, and and I, so I'm telling him, you know, if he wasn't there yet. Our family, you know, hadn't started, but he's proceeded to get um, more and more like dramatic. With with the retelling so this is my cute simon moment of the week um where he uh has been like yeah mommy and daddy are there and um there's no simon so they're just sad they're crying because there's no simon (laughs) (laughs) and clearly we are super happy but in his mind we are bawling our heads off because there's no simon (laughs) okay yeah. yeah. Okay, you may speak very, now. Very, very creative. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm glad we have that photo. And uh, yeah, I'm glad we did not have Simon at that point because that would have been awkward. <laughs> would have been a whole different wedding. Yeah, very different. <laughs> oh, man. So yeah, we're here in uh, lovely Kathmandu again. We spent four days in a different city, Pokhara. Um, which is kind of the tourist destination city in in Nepal. Yes, it was. Um, it was it was very beautiful, but I have to say, like I kept hearing how clear we were going to be able to see the mountains, mm-hmm. and it was a little frustrating because it's just it's the dry season here, and so there was clear. just yeah, there's was, a lot of dirt. I don't know if that was dirt in the air. Po- it's dirt here. What is it? No, it's I don't smog and dirt here, but in Pokhara, it's just like mist and clouds and overcast like you just can't see through the the layer of of cloudiness so i think that's seasonal they say that it gets better but it was still unbelievably beautiful and we um sat right on the edge of of the river that first night um and ate with our our boys which was fun and also terrifying Mm -hmm. because there's like a tiny wall and so like there i mean there was there really even a wall it was just kind of part of the patio it's like oh yeah well there was that's just it there was no there's no wall it was a, a wall for the lake and so it's just like they kind of would run around the table, but meanwhile their little <laughs> feet would be, you know, perilously See, close I forgot to about that because off that was like nothing compared to the level of stress that in, ensued the next two days. Like that seemed like nothing to me. I mean, it was frustrating, but I'm like I'd forgotten about it already. Because spoiler alert, stress. you can. Yes, stress is one of them, but also um, you can indeed hire porters for your children and. And that was one of the um, hidden gems of Nepal for yeah. me. It seems ridiculous. It really does. But 
it's awesome. When they're one in three? No, it's not ridiculous. No, it's amazing. Not at all. It is. It's good. <laughs> it's really good. We got um, we got uh, three porters for our trip uh, with three adults and two children, and we had three porters and a guide, and we walked for two days and one night, and um, just had a cool track it was it was a fun experience it was really neat uh terrain really interesting views like becca was saying we couldn't see real far because the air was thick with something i don't know it's moisture i hope it's just <laughs> mystical moisture. maybe Myst- it was mystical. it was mystical yeah it was mystical which just meant that it was kind of hard to see it was atmospheric <laughs> oh wait rewind oh, so rewind. we we hired a jeep to bring us there yes. for this so then, six to eight hour drive. Right. So it's a 20 minute flight from Kathmandu to Pokhara, but for Westerners, it's fairly pricey, like at least a hundred dollars per person. And, um, the bus is really cheap, like 10, $20 per person. Um, but the bus is like kind of weird and slow and, and it would take like eight to 10 hours. And so with two toddlers were like, yeah, yeah, let's take the in-between option, which is a Hire Jeep. A car. Yeah, so uh, they call everything that's four-wheel drive, they call it a Jeep. Um, and so we uh, hired a driver to take us. I didn't feel like braving uh, driving on the left side of the road. Uh, so it was fun. It was cool. He he drove really you know well and got us there quickly and just took a couple little breaks. and Like the kids just sat in between me and Tim, and so... Him. You know, and no seatbelts, so they're in their heyday because they can, like, you know, stand up and hang out for a while. Yeah, it's it's off and on. I don't know. I think they will not be able to go back to car seats after this. They're gonna be so upset. But yeah, but that made it better, you know, because they could kind of rest up against us. It was squelteringly hot in the back of the Mm -hmm. the jeep, though, with Mm -hmm. the um, leather seats and the the heat of the day that that got bad yeah it's pretty cool in Kathmandu it, um, it's a very stable temperatures in here in Nepal like overnight it's uh, 45 and in the during the day it's 69 or 70 degrees and so it's been very very constant um, but yeah during the day 70 degrees is no big deal but the sun shining in and it got warmer as we went lower we went yeah. down to some lower valleys where it got a lot warmer so, um, Ooh, but first stop, um, he was like, we were like that we had to use the bathroom. And so he was like, Oh, I have a better place for you. Um, then right at that moment when we were asking for a place. And so he drove on for a little ways and brought us to, um, so like they have the squatty potties or whatever here. So that wasn't a pleasant experience, but what was kind of fun is they had like a little group of monkeys, like on the side of the cliff there. Um, those ones though were a little aggressive. They were definitely hissing at Andrew who was lovingly running towards them, but they, you know, had their trash there that they were eating. And so apparently our toddler said, yeah, like our toddler said to them in their monkey mind, yeah, so So I'm going to hiss at you you and yeah. And you know it would have been a it would have been an interesting fight. I feel like Andrew's pretty Oof. scrappy. Like oh. I, I don't know, but <laughs> I don't know. he doesn't fight back when Simon gets into it with him. <laughs> like, he kind of does, but he's got he's got some 
He's not super aggressive yet. It's true. He's I, more friendly. Maybe Simon. Friendly. I, it would have been a better fight between Simon and the monkey. Yeah, Simon never would have gotten near them. Like, but Simon would have kicked kicked them. I think. Sure, probably. <laughs> probably. Okay, why are we? Okay, sorry. <laughs> This weird dog fight that so I'm that I'm and describing I'm like, between like, my toddler and the monkey, yes. but they did. There was like a little baby monkey eating trash not, that was kind of cute. I was not excited about that place that he stopped for for food for the or for um, the bathrooms. I was the like, bathroom was gross, but was the monkeys saying, like, was interesting. I don't think he knew the monkeys were there. I really think he just stopped some random place because yeah, the bathroom was like a outhouse squatted toilet yeah. on the side of a cliff really it was weird here. we've had really good luck with bathrooms here for the most part like it has not been that big of a deal well i mean for a guy it's always easier but like i haven't run into too many like asian style toilets that was definitely the places. worst that i've ran yeah, that was into. the worst one that was definitely the worst one um that's that was an exception like the place we stayed when we were out trekking was a western friendly yeah. hotel and that was fine the like, buddhist um mm-hmm. Monastery. Oh yeah, not monastery. Yeah, that's right. It's a monastery. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That did also have the squatty oh, toilets, sure. but um, but they were uh, not outhouse style. Right. So kept a little you oddly flush them. Like I don't really understand them. Still, I'm I'm still slightly confused. I'm not gonna lie. But let's just go on with with yeah, our trekking the details here. <laughs> our trekking story, maybe. Okay, so um, we get a hotel. Um, in Pokhara, I find a hotel through the Expedia app, which is a great app. Um, but then the hotel manager tells me like, he's like, wait, you're coming back. I don't have any confirmation that you are staying a second night. I'm like, oh, great. He's like, well, you go on your track and we'll deal with it when you come back. So anyway, that was fine. Um, kind of annoying, but what was really annoying was that there was a huge school group at this hotel, like 70 kids piled off of a bus and, took over the hotel and i don't think like i think since i reserved through the app if i had like called and asked to reserve i think they probably would have told me no um because the hotel was absolutely filled with teenagers and there was like a rock concert oh, they were just dancing on the roof and having a grand time and knocking on doors like our door they knocked on our door in the middle of the night and they knocked on our friend rachel's door in the middle of the night like they were super disruptive so that was special, but mm-hmm. Tim was my hero with that. He brought earplugs, yeah, and earplugs along, and Boom. that was great. Yeah, the boys slept through it fine. They really didn't have a problem with it. Andrew only woke up whenever he threw himself off the bed in the middle of the night. <sighs> yes, onto the cement floors like this child. Oh, Ugh, poor kid. Um, and yeah, our boys started having some mm-hmm. bathroom issues, so that was also a fun distress. problem during the night, and a little bit alarming as we were setting out to set on a trek. Um, Seriously, but you know, we woke up that morning, we went down to breakfast, and um, there this gross breakfast. It's it, not good. it was gross, but Tim had to run back upstairs to like get our bags, and I don't know. I think you were changing Andrew again too, oh, maybe. Sure. But so so much. Ugh, yeah, but so Simon and I were sitting down there, and so then this busload of teenagers just starts freaking out and coming and surrounding us, and um, I've never had my picture taken that much ever. <laughs> I felt like it was like paparazzi and like Simon, of course, is like, like, you know, like starting to like get more and more disturbed as this thing goes on. Like at first he's like, 
like saying his name is Simon and smiling and saying cheese. And so then that just brings more. And it's like this huge flock. And so I'm like, so at what point, like there's all these pictures happening and Simon's like huddled as, as he's being like overwhelmed. And I'm like, why would these pictures like be good of a child having like PTSD? That's more like, (laughs) and so I just like kind of like surround him and stuff. And I start like, I, yeah, so he's just, I mean, it's just completely freaking him out. And I try to take him out, and I try to take him to the lobby, but they just keep coming. They follow us. They surround us even more, because then there's no table even to hide under. And so then I go to the yard. They just keep coming. <laughs> and they're trying to pick him up, and yeah, he's screaming and freaking out. And um, so that's, like, what what our morning starts like going into this trek. So at this point, Simon's completely like spooked of everything Mm. because, you know, it's crazy, which maybe would be great for a child that like enjoys attention, but for, you know, our child that does not. And yeah, he doesn't like that kind of attention from strangers. Like that was awful for him. And so that's, that's how the day starts. So he's, he's freaking out at this point. And honestly, the day got a lot better for Simon after that. Like, it did. But, I mean, when the trekking people came, like, he yeah. was, like, you know, screaming and, and freaking out. And so I think that they were like, eh, like, what's going on here? But it was really just the trauma that had just ensued. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That makes sense. It's so interesting, like, what the highlights are in your mind versus my mind. You just have such, like, totally different things that you're, like, remembering. Well, it was, like, traumatizing for me, too. Because at first I'm like, well, this is kind of fun. This I is kind of cute. About so many other things. Because like, you were none... there. Well, being, yeah, but, like, like, surrounded. Well, like, when I came down, like, I you tell something was wrong, but I had so many other things in my mind. I was like, all right, whatever. Moving <laughs> on. <laughs> oh, sorry about that. It's just so funny hearing you tell the story. It's so very different. <laughs> Um, so my recollection (laughs) is then we drove for a little while, like, you know, 20, 30 minutes we drove, we picked up our porters in town and, um, we found this trekking guide online. I talked to a few of them, got a good price. Uh, I think maybe I kind of negotiated some things down, um, asked the trekking, uh, people to, bring child carrier backpacks. Like we have one of these at home that is a nice child carry backpack. We didn't bring it along because we didn't have enough check bag uh, allowance to do that. So we're like, oh, well, you know, do you, can you rent or buy child carry backpacks for us um, to use on this trip? And they're like, oh, we'll buy them for, for the company and we'll keep them for other, other clients because we have a lot of families that want to do trekking. And we're like, oh, awesome. That's great. Oh, they did not work very well at all. And our boys spent some time in the child carrier backpacks, but eventually they both kind of fell apart. Like the boys, but the backpacks, I mean, like the backpacks sort of disintegrated and uh, the boys then had to just be carried on shoulders and arms and stuff. And yeah, that was, it all still went really well because the porters are very patient and very understanding. They were so kind, like so kind that I was, I mean, honestly, that was the most relaxed by far that I've been while I've, I've been in Nepal. Um, I know you had kind of a different, you know, take on that. There was times where it was relaxing and fun. Like sometimes I would just enjoy the scenery and the beauty of it. But there was so many times during the day where the kids would be trying to do something really dangerous, trying to eat dirt and 
pick up trash and run off the sides of cliffs and stuff. Like Andrew kept trying to run off these cliffs and run away from us to get away. Like he was overwhelmed and he wanted me to carry him. He did not want the porters to carry him. And so I carried him for a while on that first day. And then by the time that day was over, I was exhausted, totally wiped out from carrying our fairly heavy little guy. I just wasn't used to walking that far with those kinds of loads. And so the next day I'm like, I cannot do this anymore. And so I really like held a harder line of making him um, go with the, the porters. And I was all like relaxed because I'm like, I am so exhausted at every t- moment that we like pause or that Andrew is going to potentially run off a cliff. I'm like, yeah, these super like in shape Nepali porters are definitely going to catch my son a lot faster than me. So it's like control is out of my hands. There's no way I'm going to catch this child. (laughs) I was still like on the whole time trying to like protect and and guide them. It was bad. Yeah. You were being a good dad and it was just, it was, yeah. But yeah, it's amazing because so they carried, you know, our pack, one of the porters, and then they they just kind of all rotated between all of it. But they would carry our kids and they'd carry them like up on top their shoulders or like Andrew one time on the second day, I think it was like fell asleep cradled in the guy's arm and so he just kept walking with him like that. There's other points that Andrew like fell asleep like on his back and was like drooling out, you know, like this chocolate mess of nastiness and he was you know he's just smiling and we put we tried to put a handkerchief under andrew's mouth (laughs) yes yes we did where's that handkerchief what happened to that uh yes i forgot about the chocolate because brilliantly the um trekking guide knew like in order to keep the kids cooperative he had to bring lots of snacks so he brought a lot of chocolate and a lot of cookies and a lot of bananas and oranges and that kept the kids very happy whenever they started getting upset okay in some ways i wonder if it's like a nepali thing because i don't know enough information to know this or not but today like i mean i've admired how the babies are like never crying when we go out but today like i passed the mom you know Mm -hmm. moms with their kids on their back both of them had a stick of chocolate in their hand i'm like (laughs) maybe this is the thing like you just keep giving them a stick of chocolate (laughs) yeah i i don't know well they do walk a lot more here they do there's a lot more walking they do yeah i mean they're definitely like you know all thin and stuff like but it just it just was healthy it was a great it was a great tactic i don't know i was a fan (laughs) Whatever you want to do, dear. It's fine. <laughs> uh, your family is like, no, don't feed the kids just nothing but chocolate. No, they aren't. Oh. They're like, they're like, that's a great idea. That's what they're thinking. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> They'll probably, tell us what they think. It's probably just grandma. I don't know. Maybe she would think it was an awesome maybe, idea. Maybe. I'll have to ask him later. Yeah, that could be. <laughs> I thought it was great. <laughs> I suppose so. It's just another thing that they'll hate when they go back to the United States. And they're like, why aren't you just giving me chocolate all the time? I'm just well, going to Oh, yeah. Like, it's an overall parenting thing. It was terrible. <laughs> because c- taking him off of that for, like, the t- two mm. days after that was a horrible, horrible mess. <laughs> Which is why we have not recorded this podcast on time like we normally would. Because we've been exhausted and <laughs> just dealing with crabby kids all night. Trying to, like, relearn how to discipline. But, you know, it, it had its fleeting glory. I it don't know. It was good. It was good. 
But um, yeah, we we um, you know, it was supposedly like a really easy trek, but instead, it was, it was really hard. It was a long ways. We, according to my Fitbit, we did roughly ten miles each day. Massive stairs, and I can't do stairs. Like we made this big thing about getting you yeah. know an apartment with the lower level so I didn't have to do the stairs and I've I mean I've had problems with the stairs since I've um you know even gotten back from the trek but on that trek like I just feel like that was a miracle because I was I was going and I barely had more pain than I normally do I don't even know how that one worked out but it was it was crazy I was so terrified when we saw that first you took your time and went for it and just just focused on going going through the pain yeah, and I had, like, the lightest backpack ever, but I kept giving that to our porter, mm. even, too, because he kept being like, do you need help with that? Because, I mean, I was obviously the yeah. struggling member of the group, you know, but yeah. I was still, it was still amazing. Yeah, it was. It was amazing. I'm I'm glad we did it. I'm glad we did it. Like, I'm disappointed in myself that I was not able to, like, let go and enjoy it, but maybe it just wasn't for that. Like, it's just not one of those kinds of trips. I'm sorry that you feel that way because, man, yeah, I, um, the rest of the time, I've also been, like, frustrated with myself for not being able to enjoy it more. But for those couple mm. days, somehow, we I was able to. But, so, I'm sorry that I makes sense. like that. No, that and... totally makes sense. Yeah, I did let go at one point because when we arrived the first night in Dampus, there was um, some picnics going on, like, oh, more yeah. more Nepali high school kids who are loud and playing loud dance music and stuff. But anyway, like we, we walked through this group of kids right before we got to our hotel. And so I took, um, Andrew and Simon up to like, say hello to them and like, like kind of like get out some energy and like get Andrew and Simon to like dance around and have fun. And so that was kind of cool. Like it was neat to, to like do that, like a little bit of random socialization and just like dancing around and, and being all, goofy with the boys do you say there was like an orange party <laughs> they threw yeah oranges in the air and like everyone like i don't know what they were doing like it was like oranges it was like the like <laughs> final thing before they left for the night it was like they passed out a box of oranges that everyone ate and so yeah so that was kind of fun and yeah it was great like we were expecting um you know just like this really basic lodging which it was but i mean honestly it was great like i mean there was beds to sleep on and i mean we never had that when we used to backpack all the time Mm -hmm. and stuff and i mean they were they were hard beds yeah yeah, they were fine there's good heavy comforters to lay under plenty warm decent bathroom yeah there's a toilet and the boys um loved getting to just um play and stuff at night and um um simon was like wanting asking for a ball and so then of course the porter was like was like i will find one oh yeah he ran off and got a soccer ball from, from someone some random kid or something yes. and then and then in classic you know toddler moment that he's like i don't want it right as soon as it comes with back it, with the ball it's like now nah. <laughs> and so it's like that was kind of the horrified parent moments where it's like you want them to be grateful and so you're overcompensating mm-hmm. for the like ingratitude of your children but really they just They're are kids. emotional and yeah. being whatever and that night was awful though our children did not sleep they, that not, was, they did that not want to be in the same bed no they, we're still kind of struggling with their stomachs and stuff. And 
Andrew fall out of the bed a couple times that oh, night? Oh, yeah. Yeah. This kid is just... And it's like he gets all, like, crazy during the night. And so yeah. he's, like, starts shuffling around and Scooching hitting his head and just scooch... Yeah, just continually really... falling. I don't I don't know. But... Yeah. He sleeps a little closer to the ground here at home. The, yeah. Um... Yeah, we don't have a frame. We have him down on the floor, just a mattress above yeah. the floor, which is a lot better for him than this other stuff. Yeah. Um, so that, that night was over too soon because we were up a lot during that night. And anyway, it wasn't a lot of great rest, but, um, worked out fine. The next morning we got up early and saw sunrise, um, up at the top of this like lookout tower. And we had to just hike for like 10 minutes to get to this lookout tower. Um, it was kind of a steep climb again to get up there. And we're up there watching sunrise, looking at the mountains. Like he's, the guide is telling us about all these like, tall peaks what they're named how high they are how far away they are and um they're just really gorgeous really tall peaks but they're a long ways they're not that far away but they're almost entirely hidden by the thick like misty air which Which, is too bad it's like insane because you see these like lower hill mountain things but then the himalayas it's like they are one with the clouds it looks like they're they seem they're way too high crazy right you're like that's the mountains should not be up there colorado mountains look ridiculous from this from the but i mean after this set our expectations kind of low right like because i mean they've always like been amazing to me like Mm -hmm. when we're when we're there and i still love them but this was like you're just looking way up like Animals are much so steeper, high. much steeper. All the all the mountains, even the foothills, are much steeper. Yeah, so there's a lot of neat views, really neat views. Um, so yeah, then Simon does another one of those things where he gets all upset about something, and um, the guide or the porter's like, or, no, "Did Simon say he wanted a banana?" No, no, like he wanted. We were trying to take a he picture with him, and Simon was crying, and so. The guide was like, um, if you take this picture, I'll give you a banana. Yeah, that's right. And he didn't have a banana with him. And so he sent one of the porters <laughs> down the hill back to the hotel to get a banana and run back up this mountain to us to give it to Simon. <laughs> <sighs> I was so terrified that someone was going to, like, I don't know, throw it in his face or something right. ridiculous. But then we were trying to get him to say thank you. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. But eventually he whispered it into my ear so that oh, I could convey. Yeah. So that I felt good about. Like, even if he's feeling, like, shy, you know, it's good to just be like, like, you need to express this, yeah. Even if it, I don't know, but, I mean, it's just that constant awkwardness of, like, you know, teaching your kids how to behave, but then also, you know, respecting the difficulty it is for just the weirdness of it all. I mean, being carried around for, you know, like, eight hours by a complete stranger. And Simon, we we bought him, like, this, like, North Face coat, because they were super cheap here. And um, so it's like this, like, mummy Puffy bag around him. Down thing. And he's feeling, like, so shy that he has the hood up and, like, the coat zipped up all the way. It's not that cold. And it's so hot during the sun. Oh, but yeah. he does not want to take this coat off because it's, like, it's giving comfort him blanket. comfort. Yeah, it's so cute. Giving him, you know, this layer of puffiness from the, from the porters and guides. And so it was just adorable and Bless. sweet and heart-melting. And yes. I don't know. Oh, man. That was good. 
but yeah. it's totally beautiful. It was, and... yeah. We just had some other really cool views that day. Like, um, so we went to a place called Australian Camp, um, and on the way down from then it was just a steep downhill the rest of the day down towards our the place where the van picked us up. And um, on the way down, we saw some villages and some uh, goats and a couple cows. The cows just kind of wander free. Um, these uh, There's two cows on the narrow trail, the steep drop off on the left and a pretty steep hill on the right. And one cow has these big old horns. Well, they were, no, they weren't that bad. The horns were kind of rounded off. Like they looked like they'd been worn smooth or something. Like the horns weren't that, that scary. But... Um, I was not thinking very clearly because I was kind of tired. And so I went to pass the cow who's blocking the trail, but I went on the downhill side of him, which is a big no-no that um, uh, very quickly became apparent why because the cow definitely tried to headbutt me in the hip and send me down the mountain. And uh, yeah, Becca said that the porter ran up behind me and like grabbed me in a hug to like keep me from fa- fla- falling <laughs> off the mountain. And uh, it wasn't that dramatic of a of a of a bump from the cow. It but was fairly dramatic. It was interesting for I've, sure. I've done I was it on tape. It's not that bad. Oh, do you? I have a video of it. Yeah. Because yeah, it was a head in my mind. It felt. Um, yeah, I feel like you're a little minimalistic tonight. You're a little like. Mm-hmm. nothing's a big deal yeah, no, but that it wasn't was, that bad it was hard i don't know i thought i saw your life flash <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> and you were really happy during the parts that you were married to me when i saw your life oh flash in you were seeing i see like you an were like annotated illustrated happy. version of my life gotcha before that was all sadness this is just like the story simon made up about how like he, we were really sad that Simon wasn't there when we were, you know, in these older pictures. Tears constantly oh, until you met me. Where's our Simon? Where's my Becca? I need her. Well, that's kind of true. Yeah. Um, where yes. were we? Oh, and we know. saw these, like, adorable little, like, chickens. Like, the mother... The mother little hens would be going around, and she had her little baby chickens mm-hmm. following her, her around. And so then they'd put like a little basket over mm-hmm. the mother hen and all of her little chickens. So that was cute. Mm-hmm. Um, ridiculous roosters, though. Roosters just like go off all the time, like during the night. It's like whoever thought that they go start, they you know, start growing, growing in the morning, early. like is insane because quite they early. just like to just incessantly make noise mm-hmm. i don't know i found that super annoying you the look in your face says it wasn't that bad but that's the mood we're one in night, tonight one night those roosters were really bad i remember that the night after we got back from the trek yeah thank you yeah. thank you yeah. hardened tim <laughs> oh man <laughs> Um, yes. Oh, and we um, taught them Skippo, which was fun. One of the porters didn't speak like too much English mm-hmm. and stuff, but he still so it was so fun that he yeah. wanted to play, and it was really, really fun to get to bond over that. Skippo, in case you don't know, is a card game um, that you play with special cards, and uh, it's just a pretty simple game, but is perfect for camping because it doesn't require a lot of thought. It's very just like do the next thing. 
And yeah, and they, um, you know, it was like, it was also kind of that thing where I have a hard time not thinking that when I can't understand the language is that they're like not talking about me and making fun of me all the time or something like that going too slow, you You know, but they were very nice, but it's, you know, but also part of you just always is wondering like, like, is, like, is this real? Is this like, what is this? And so, I mean, that, that definitely like, I felt awkward about, I felt awkward for that part for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's hard. The language barrier is real and it, yeah, we, we get away with it most of the time, but it just can be, it just can start to feel kind of alienating at times. Yes. And I mean, there's this, this thing, you know, where they're serving you. I mean, oh man, one of the porters was so sweet. He would cut all the um, different, you know, like the apples in these like circles for our kids. Oh yeah, and he made a fruit platter. Like three times he made this amazing kids. fruit platter. Which they adored. Oh, it was yeah. so sweet. The kids loved it. Um, but there's like this service thing, you know? And so then it's like we always didn't know how to, like, we were wondering if they were eating or yeah. what was going on because they would make sure we got all of our stuff and feed us this food. And then they would just kind of like disappear for a while. So we kind of figured they were eating then. But then there was at the lodge. Um, like we didn't finish this like hash brown platter thing of potatoes. And so then they did like start eating that. And so there was that moment where I just freaked out and like, are they only eating like what we haven't eaten? (laughs) And I just completely flipped out and it isn't because then we saw them eating later and stuff. But that was the most like awful moment. I'm like, are they eating my scraps? Like I'm a monster. (laughs) Oh, this American guilt. Yes. Oh man. And so it was hard to just enjoy like being cared for because i didn't know what was right like i didn't know that kind of service and help because i didn't know if we were supposed to be like ordering for them or you know or what what the lines were i didn't understand totally you encounter this um this this problem on a daily basis now uh with our new home life situation of having a house helper what is, yeah. yeah, does that kind of feel the same still, like, with her? Oh, totally, because I've heard, like, it's really polite to, you know, offer her maybe tea or, like, something to eat for lunch. And yet, like, she's the one that's also, like, in other homes, they maybe cook more or something, but we've kind of set it up more with cleaning. And so it's just been this awkward thing of, like, I don't want it to be where she's not eating or not being a good hostess, and yet she's here for this other reason and it's just like i feel like this monster of like i don't know like i'm managing the help or something ridiculous you know yes. but obviously i don't feel like superior but it just has this odd feeling of like what am i supposed to be acting like because this is not normal to have a person in my house yeah. all day long you know like yeah and yeah, she's here from, like, what, 10 to 3, 10 to 4? And for someone introverted like me, 9 to 4, it's supposed nine? to be. Oh, wow. Like, that's, this this is weird. I, I don't even know what to do with it. But, yeah, so that was, yeah, we just had a lot of that on the on the trip. And um, we did have this thing at the end where um, we were trying to go up to the Peace Pagoda or whatever Yeah, it's World called. Peace 
stupa, which is a Buddhist shrine thing. But it had all these flights of stairs. So I started going up a little bit, but it was it became apparent that it was going to be continuous stairs. Right. And so I stop at this point and I'm like, you Thank guys goodness. go on. And so, but I it, kept it, asking you, like, I was like, do you want to do this? Like, should you, should we not do this and turn around? And yeah, it was, it was really hard to know like when to stop. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And there was one point where Tim was so sweet and carried me up like four flights of stairs. I don't even know how he's alive, but, um, but anyway, but this Porter guy like runs down like after a while and like comes and checks on me and is like, do you need help like getting up or whatever? And I'm like, nope, I'm gonna stay here. And, And was like, um, you know, took a bit longer and then and was like really wanting yeah. to help me up. And so I'm like, can I get a porter for myself? How, how big is this porter? Like how, how high, how high are you willing to climb helping how much, me? How much do we have to pay you to get you to carry me? Yes. Can you summon Everest? Come, wait, wait. They have a method for this. I think they call it a palanquin, and it's uh, carried by four people. It's got two long poles and a fancy chair that you ride on, and uh, it usually has like a you know like a little curtain around the sides of the box. Like you ride in a box carried on poles by multiple men. So we could probably have done that for you. <laughs> Please summit one of these mountains for me. Yeah, don't don't see it real often, but yeah, yeah, you know. And I like to be called your highness. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. It's getting late. I'm getting tired. Yes, you've got some big yawns. I think we've really covered the trip pretty good. Um, we did, um, yeah, the Jeep ride back was even... Kind of worse. Worse Hotter, somehow. more tired. Is slower, too, because we got caught in Kathmandu traffic on the way back. So I added, like, two hours to the trip. Yeah, I don't know. And we went to, like, this Chinese restaurant that had a bus of Chinese tourists. And so then, again, they started following our kids around. And, Taking pictures. And so, you know, yeah. that 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 happened. And I'm, like, yeah. trying to find a place to, like, change Simon's oh, diaper. The boys, the boys are so done with all of it. All of it. <laughs> so they... like, how do I get yes. away from the Chinese tourist <laughs> to change oh, this boy's diaper? My goodness. Uh, so it was just, it was just, yeah, it was yeah. weird. Yep. Yeah. We, man, we really burned ourselves out on those days. So this week has been a slow process. But like of I said, back. not really for me. That was the least burnout I've had. But these last days have been awful, like, Buying for me, back home, doing for stuff. trying to get them, yeah, off the, like, I'm not going to run down a mountain to get my child a banana sort of right, thing. Right. That's been, that's been hard. So the boys have been more upset about those sorts of things. Yeah, they're coming out of it, but those first couple days was definitely, you yeah. know, if you want to raise an entitled child, <laughs> I would recommend. Trekking in Nepal. <laughs> Really good porters, really, really kind. Which were amazing. Like, I'm not saying anything bad about them. I just, you know, it was just, it's just, uh, I don't know. It is what it is, but. Would you mind talking a little bit about what you did today, about your, your teaching? Yeah, so that has been great. Like, um, I've really been enjoying um, my physical therapist back home um, put me in connection with the school here in Kathmandu. And so it's a little ways out, um, but the, the cab rides aren't bad. The boys 
still are loving the cabs. And um, so we got there. And um, so I'm teaching phonics um, in a, like, medium-level English school to, um, like, the grade school Mm -hmm. students. And so it's this whole thing with with animals, um, zoophonics. And so it's with the animals. And so then you make the sound and they repeat it and you teach them how to spell it out with that. And that's been interesting for me because I never learned phonics and trying to hear those sounds or hear the sounds that they're making incorrectly is difficult for me because I don't have a super, it's not a supernatural thing for me to be able to pick that out. Um, But just been, it's been really really awesome and I've really enjoyed it um for the most part you know I mean oh they're just so cute and they have their little hair braided and these little track suits on and it's great um you said you taught like four different classes today right like four different classrooms yes yes so I do go around to those I did have one classroom that got out of control like I couldn't, like, I I was losing my voice. Like, I was trying to yell over them. And I'm like, I will not continue until, you know, you be quiet. Or, like... And then you figured out they don't understand any English whatsoever. Because it was the younger grade. And, I mean, and they Uh, do, but, uh, like, it's like they weren't getting it. They only learned certain phrases. And, and yeah, I literally had them, like, throwing their notebooks out the window across the room. And it was, like, this mass chaos. It was... It was crazy. And so I just like kind of stormed out and got the teacher and stuff. But I'm like, (laughs) I don't know. I was not handling that one well. That one was just hard, you know. But but, I mean, they do understand English, but I thought that they understood more than what they do. Like I was trying to like joke with them and engage with them. But then when I was asking them these questions that were like kind of out of the box and stuff I was getting these completely Mm. off answers so I was like oh okay like I need to I'm thinking their way getting this different than they are and so so that felt alienating too you know it kind of I you know I want to kind of develop my style with it but Mm. yet I'm not sure really what all um can go there but it's I mean it's kind of boring just to do like a rote thing and so do you think we're gonna try to like work on learning the poly while we're here I mean it definitely makes sense it's just so it's it's a little overwhelming because it's so far out like Spanish was within grasp oh yeah you know like and we taken it in high school yeah 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 and there's a a lot that I could understand where this I can't understand anything yeah and so um that is super overwhelming and so I feel like it's very respectful to to learn the language and to try to communicate with people but it's very overwhelming when I don't know anything yeah I like learning languages we're not here really long enough to probably be able to dive in but yeah it's 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 kind of it's kind of difficult to not know any any Nepali it is it would make the house helper situation a lot less awkward Mm. if I could somehow communicate yes but actions are kind of weird and mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know it's it's been weird yep for me yeah completely so you're doing um that classroom stuff two times a week now right for a mm-hmm. while for, for the rest of the time we're here i am well they their their school years are different and so school's letting out in like six weeks so oh, okay so it'll wrap time. up um That's here fine. before the end but um but yeah that that is a great opportunity for me and something I really enjoy and today the boys couldn't go to like the preschool area but um 
the first day they they went there and mm. um Andrew loved it um and and Simon if I have just have Simon he he'll do good in a classroom where sure. and I mean it's the stuff he's learning like making the Fonics, sounds yeah, and totally. with the animals I mean he's completely into it you yes. know so that makes good sense it's just too much with with Andrew and um, too much distraction yeah that makes sense so yeah um, my work is going pretty well still I'm getting to just do some cool things and talk to people and um, discuss stuff that I'm excited about and suggest interesting tools and just kind of expand all of my um, UX, user experience design um, skill set. So it's pushing me and I'm learning a lot and just, I don't know, I'm having a really good time. It was hard a couple days this week, like coming out of the travel like uh, mode and just you know it's not easy every single day but um it is fun most of the time and it is is an interesting and engaging work so i'm glad i'm here yeah i've been super proud of you just getting to hear about how it is and um i feel thankful i mean more days than not for me it's definitely you know just super difficult and today was just a really hard day where i just felt like i just didn't like anything and it was hard to um, you know, maintain gratitude and, but being able to have you come home and, and talk about it, of course, was, was huge. And so I'm, I'm grateful for, for that companionship because I think, um, it, I mean, it's just, it's not, it's not my natural, you know, my natural bent (laughs) to go towards, um, to go towards all this. And so I appreciated being able to do that. Um, yeah, I, um, yeah, we'll, we'll keep going with it. You know, life's actually going to get a little bit harder this next week because our friend and nanny, Rachel, will be going back home. So we're going to lose, um, some of your help. Right. So me getting around with the boys is going to be a lot harder because we're, you know, in that phase where, where Andrew is, um, very difficult to get to keep safe mm. and um too big Simon, to control and too young to understand the importance of listening to us and staying near us and simon can listen to all those things but that panic attack stuff mm. that happens makes it it's like they're just too in we have one kid that will freeze in place and the, another kid who will run into the street or off the side of a cliff exactly and so you have those extremes and uh, that that will be that's difficult for sure and um yeah but we have um, to use the stroller a little more again that doesn't work in every situation no it's it's kind of hard to use with the the ruts and everything it's it's difficult um so yeah so i feel like um feel a little bit more like engaged um with god lately like i feel slightly more focused while i'm Mm -hmm. reading it felt like we um you know were able to pray even about the hike and just feeling like you know that it was a good idea and um i yeah i don't know yeah marriage wise where are we yeah okay we're we're trying We're, we're doing what we can and and keeping it up yeah 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 I would say you know yeah I think 
yeah, you know, I was talking to someone today and they were mentioning like, yeah, your marriage has to be in a pretty good place to be able to do this, like, at all. Like, to be able to, like, leave the country and drop things and, and go try this sort of thing at all. And so that felt kind of encouraging. Like, I, I guess that's probably true. Like, we probably have enough of the basic stuff kind of um, functioning that, that we're able to survive this. Yeah, I, you know, and I, I mean, that's challenging. Like, I feel like, um, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like I don't know if that's totally true in some way. I mean, you have to be able to have, like, the conflict resolution, be able to work on that. But, I mean, I think, I don't know. I don't, yeah. I don't think you have to be like on this great, like, it's just, it's just more of the same. Mm. It's like more of what we were in the U S but like in a pressure cooker. Right. And so it's like, I feel us being like, I don't think we're like making progress forward in our marriage. Like, I feel like we're just like trying to hold the line, you know? Interesting. It makes sense. Yeah, the pressure cooker analogy makes sense. It is, it's just more of the same and more often, more intensely uh, revealed our, our character flaws to each other. Like, if I, if I was looking at us, I don't think I would be like, that's a great couple and family to go to Nepal. <laughs> not to be harsh. Right, but... not just for logistical reasons, but like... Like, <laughs> like I don't know, you know, because it just feels like barely surviving, like, back in the States, you know. But, I mean, it's just what we were called to. But it's it's just the same thing again where we're still doing the exact same thing, but but yeah. under more stress and more yeah more pushing the same struggles yeah that makes sense i think that's i think that's to be expected i yeah i don't know it's it's really hard to like maintain any like um patterns or systems or good habits because everything changes so much and everything's yeah. just so different like it's just really hard to like do consistently good things like quiet time and you know just uh, daily devotional things and and just doing things together that we should be doing each day is really hard to remember and keep track of yes i feel like it's been harder yeah. than in the u.s even yeah. for me um you know yeah i feel like i feel like i've been able to maintain some good connections with my friends back in the u.s through chat and uh you know voice apps and things like that so I feel like I have a pretty good you know lifeline back to my friends and mentors and um, accountability partners and stuff like that so that's been good do you feel like you have the same I don't know I feel like I mean honestly like I feel like we're kind of on a different page right now like and at the end of this podcast I feel like we're just kind of out of sync like I feel like it's just kind of out of sync a little bit like I just feel like for me it just it just feels really hard and Mm -hmm. I'm trying my best to you know make those connections or have what quiet times I can or to connect with you but but no it's not as regular as good as it is um you know when I'm back home um but I'm but I'm you know I'm trying 
That makes sense. I'm sorry. Yeah, I guess we're gonna have to kind of edit a bunch of this out. It's just too bad. No, that's okay. Like, I mean, I don't care if we leave it in. I just, I just have this feeling like you seem upset at me right now. Well, I do feel upset. Like, I feel like you're like, I'm sorry. Like, like you're better than me or something. I don't no. know why I'm having this feel. It just feels weird. No, I was just expressing that your emotion was crappy. And I was trying to say that I hear you. Has it not been hard for you? Not as hard as it's been for you. I mean, yesterday was a hard day, but I still went to work and got away from the kids and stuff. You know, it's just hard in different ways. Like, I don't have the same intensity and stress level that you have each day. But yet you did, like, on the trip. So that's right, why that's what I'm saying. We switched places That's why that this trip. seems so weird, because I just feel like the last couple days... Like, I don't... I haven't felt that from you from this whole trip. Like, like it's... Um, felt what from me? Like, I've been feeling your struggle and stuff. And, and then I did even more so on the trip. But then, since we've gotten back from the trip, like, I feel like you're like, it's fine. Which, I don't know if it's fine. Like... Hmm. Gotcha. Maybe that's just been today that I've been like I that. think it's just today, because even last night we were having good discussion. I think it's just today. Okay. Well, I don't know what's going on. I'm probably just not wanting to feel bad. <laughs> so I'm trying to make everything sound okay and feel okay. I don't want it to feel hard right now because that's not fun i'd rather for it just to be fun and funny stories and all about how much you know how good it is yeah that makes sense that would be more fun so i'm sorry that i minimized your perspective on on how things have been going Thank you for feel joined in with now. <laughs> it's like <laughs> like I feel like we're in the same room now or something. I don't know. Man, I was really far, really long ways away then. You're in the same football field as me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, that just became me. But no, like I just I do feel good now thank you cool yeah we probably need to find time to do a date night soon that would be fun see if one of the other expat families will watch our kids for a couple hours that would be really cool all right we'll do that this in itself felt pretty fun to me this is nice this is really good (sighs) yeah um all right well thanks everyone and uh yeah, you've heard uh, probably a lot more than you expected to hear <laughs> uh, about uh, how we're doing. So there you go. Okay. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, um, this is Tim and Becca. Uh, week four in Kathmandu is com- coming to a close. And uh, yeah, we'll be back again soon with another episode. Bye.
<laughs> okay. <laughs> Good night. Bye.